Welcome back to the second part of the two-part podcast on purchase order and invoice financing. We are excited to have you join us once again on this insightful journey. In our previous episode, Defo Mukina from Bramlord's Investment Group explained what purchase order and invoice financing are and how they can unlock cash flow in your business and enable your business to grow. In this second episode, we'll have the privilege of tapping into Defo's extensive knowledge and insights and look at real-life case studies that demonstrate the transformative power of purchase order and invoice financing. Prepare to elevate your understanding of these financing tools and take your financial strategies to new heights. And here is the second episode. Just a few questions from my side, Defo. What is the minimum amount that you loan out and what is the maximum? And from a risk point of view, how do you manage the risk? And one coming from your missus, is your business registered with the NCR? Perhaps to increase my credibility, I will start with the easiest <laughs> question. Yes, BIG is registered with National Credit Regulator. We are actually compliant and we work under the National Credit Act. So meaning that we are not a machonisa, we are not a loan shark, yeah. but we call ourselves partners to entrepreneurs. So we're their financing partners to business people. Let me add this one from Nelisa. You mentioned revenue as an eligibility criteria, but can you share other criteria, especially around credit worthiness? So feel free to take any one of those questions. Thank you, Defu. Okay. They're coming too fast now. <laughs> what we're doing is that in terms of the minimum and the maximum, our minimum capital which we lend out is 30,000 and the maximum is 300,000 at the moment. And 300,000 is to repeat customers. And if you're a new customer, maximum is 200,000. And then in terms of criteria which we are using, we look at what we call the capacity of the business and also of the entrepreneur. So to say, what are their sources of income? For example, it tends to be a red flag if a business only depends on one company. Let's say, for argument's sake, this business which is applying for funding is only dependent on gold fields for their purchase orders or for their business. And that's the only source of business they get. Because now, how we look at it is to say, should it happen that the client is unable to pay us, how else can we actually be able to get our money back? So... It's important for the client to have multiple income sources and also for them to honor their debts, meaning that they shouldn't be advancing debit orders. And also in terms of spending, in our space, Pasamancha, you'd be surprised. On bank statement, you see people buying from Diamond Walk there in Sunton City. And that shows us that this person is not very responsible with their mm -hmm. finances. Better if you take from your business and into a personal account, and then you do whatever you want to do. But if you're swiping for your Uchis and Louis Vuitton with a business card, it gives us a red flag. You might not end up paying us back because you have pressure to go and keep up with your friends. So the other criteria also is to say, how long is the money being borrowed for? So we do maximum of 60 days. And by the way, if you borrow money from BIG, when you repay it, you have to repay it in full and with interest. And that's what makes us different from the banks also. How we manage our risk is ensuring, first of all, that we have people who have 
the right risk profile. So we do actually risk profile the entrepreneurs, the directors of the business. All of them, we go and check, Corey, what is their credit score? What is their monthly installments? And also then we check the business to say, how fit is this business in terms of the capacity to repay? How liquid is it? Including also the credibility of the entrepreneur, the business in terms of where they are operating. And then we will check even the purchase order, for example. We have to make sure that the purchase order we get, it's legit. So those are some of the things we need to do. So, so that's how we're managing our risk. And also in how we price the interest rate we charge, we also build a buffer for us in future to be able to say, should we have losses, we can be able to recover that. And equally so, we have debt collection system in place where we have our brothers who help us to collect. <laughs> okay, no, Tepo, I think this was a very insightful conversation. One, I think just from a person who is running a business right now, the fact that there are other ways that you can fund your cash flow, if you're struggling with your cash flow, BIG is an option for funding your business if you have a purchase order or if you're waiting for an invoice. But I think mm. for me, what was an even bigger revelation or an aha moment, it's just the fact that you can start a business like this. And I think that's where really the story of your business is inspirational because this is the type of stuff that we think only big organized banks with lots of shareholders and lots of money can start. Or maybe you are a trust fund baby and I'm here assuming. But I think just demonstrating to us that once you have an idea, you can actually make it happen. There are two more questions. Nelisa is asking, are companies like yours subject to capital adequacy and liquidity requirements? And then the Kingdom Business Circle is asking, can you give us an example of a successful transaction? Yeah. Yeah, no, we need some testimony there. So <laughs> <laughs> we just want to see if, I mean, there's been a transaction that has been successful and how it has been positive to both you, particularly for the entrepreneur. So that at least from our point of view, we can then see how this also benefits the entrepreneur. Yeah. And luckily, one of the entrepreneurs who we funded is here. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put people on the spot. There's actually multiple of them. In terms of Nelisa's question regarding liquidity and capital adequacy requirement, BIG does not take deposits. So what that means is that companies, which are banks in particular normally, because they take people's deposits, they are the ones who the government will require them to maintain a certain capital level so that should people want to come and withdraw their money, they will find mm. their money to avoid situations like what happens with VBS and currently in the U.S. with this company. Ah, the name just actually escaped me. Yeah. The Silicon Valley Bank. Yes, the Silicon Valley Bank quite ironic vbs svb yeah don't have v in your company please <laughs> keep it to big no v no s yeah no <laughs> you already have b <laughs> yeah no we limited b only <laughs> because we don't take people's deposits we're not required to have a certain amount of capital requirement and liquidity requirements but I think in future, should we venture into having people actually come and deposit or just ordinary people to invest in our business? 
that's when we will be required to actually have the liquidity and capital adequacy requirement. And then in terms of successful transaction, we have had one of our clients who did a pavement for Two Rivers Mine. We funded them about 200000 to buy the bricks and do all the labor requirements for them to do the pavement. One of those moments where we say we're happy to be in this business and we've seen the difference is one of our clients who's supplying to ESCOM, seeing him import some electronic equipments from abroad and delivering them successfully to ESCOM. Yeah, actually, we have a lot of good and successful transactions. I think two bad ones we have experienced was just one client who borrowed about 200000 and he only repaid us 170000 And even today, he has not repaid the remainder of the 30000 But we'll sort him out and we, we trust God to help us, you know, be merciful to him. <laughs> that was one of it. And the other successful transaction we had was when one of our clients was supplying to ESCOM. He did not buy the right spec products. And now we actually had to, he had to repay us from other sources of income. And we're grateful that he actually has committed to repaying us. He has actually repaid all the capital and interest. So it's part of the game. We don't expect to always win. And we understand the risk we actually exposed to. So I think over time we'll be able to get it right. Thank you so much. Therefore, thank you very much for sharing so openly. I'm, I will think of copying your business model. Don't worry, I will go to a different geography. Otherwise, I hope that one day there will be an opportunity for us to also come and bring our capital if we have too much money so that we can also benefit from the upside. Please, we actually welcome that. There's people who even in this space who are part of the financiers and they've enjoyed very good dividends from the business. So, I mean, that's such an important thing to share because you never know who's here. <laughs> in terms of financing point of view, and I'll just take two minutes and leave it there. We have a saving club, which was one of our first backers. They invested money in the business and we gave them about 26% returns over a period of six months. They won't be able to get that anyway. In my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm investing, Linda. Why are other people being given this opportunity and now we are not given? So we'll advance <laughs> the questions. So, and also there's other individuals who have invested uh, money. I mean, these are not people who are running multinational companies or who are millionaires. They are young professionals who have savings and they want to just grow their money beyond the normal bank interest. So, and that's how they actually manage to make more money. There's a client of ours, he not a client, a financier, for example, he's on a fixed interest return with us. He lent us 100,000 for 15% return over a period of six months. So we paid him the 15 grand end of February and he kept the money in the fund for us to continue to fund other entrepreneurs. And we use crowdfunding. We are now looking into wholesale funding to continue to grow our portfolio as we're anticipating even more growth and demand. Thank you so much for the platform, Ruti. <laughs> and the Kingdom Business Cycle team. Thank you so much. Please follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, but most importantly, be part of our mailing list. So we have a mailing list. We are hoping that exciting things are coming. Don't want to take any more of your time. Therefore, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you for joining us on this exciting continuation of purchase order and invoice financing. If you have any questions for Defo, 
or you are interested in exploring these financing options, you may check out their website on www.bigfinance.co.za or send them an email on apply at bigfinance.co.za. The details will also be included in the show notes. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn to find out how you can be part of Kingdom Business Circle and how you can benefit and contribute to this community. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, stay blessed.